Welcome to another episode of Between Two Servers. Between Two Servers is the podcast that doesn't actually take place between two servers, but talks about everything that exists between two servers. In this episode of Between Two Servers, Sonia Kuto will be speaking with Roxroy Clayton, Development Manager. They'll be talking about different styles of management, managing teams, and being a good leader. everyone. Welcome back. My name is Sonia Kuro and I'm the Managing Director at Converge. And today we are going to be talking about management styles. And I'm going to have one of our development managers join us to talk a little bit about, you know, the effects of different management styles within a a team. So I'm going to introduce Roxroy Clayton. He's uh, Converge's development manager. Welcome, Roxroy. Hello. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, sort of your role and, and what you do? Okay, so as development manager, um, I kind of wear many different hats, right? Uh, it really starts at the point of engaging new clients who may want to have a system developed all the way to the end where we actually deliver a uh, solution to the client that provides a solution in order to fill the business gap or business problems that they're trying to, to to have resolved. So in other words, you do a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So let's get into our topic, management style. So before we get in and really into it, I just want to sort of have like a little overview of, you know, what is management styles? So there's a variety of different, but essentially, um, you know, management is a way that a manager works to fulfill their goals. And every manager has a a different style and it can be based on personality, um, the organization, decision-making, et cetera. Um, So there's a lot of different ways that you can manage teams. And a lot of it sometimes uh, comes down to personality and how you are as a manager and how you feel comfortable um, leading a team. I want to just sort of talk about some of the styles that exist out there. And obviously, uh, some people are more focused on a specific style. Other people are focused on a variety of mixing up the styles. So I just want to go through a couple of them just so you have an idea of what styles are out there. I know we're talking about management styles, but I want to be a little bit more specific. So there's things like authoritative management style, uh, persuasive management style. Um, there's consultative, participative, collaborative management style. There's transformational, coaching management style, uh, visionary management style, and uh, delegative uh, management style. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit? I mean, I can talk to my management style a little bit as well, but uh, I, you know, managing, uh, like I manage, you know, a management team, you manage a technical team. So my management style is obviously going to be very different from yeah. your management style. And I guess I can start and I can sort of talk to my management style a little bit. So I think when I first started being a manager, I was more of an authoritative manager because I had 
my bosses and people to answer to, and they wanted things done on specific times. So I sort of took on an authoritative management style because I needed things to get done when they were done. And I didn't want people sort of like questioning everything. And that was sort of like my style at the beginning. This is like 14 years ago, but throughout my, my experience and, and my, my work, I feel like I've changed my mm -hmm. management style to more of a collaborative and coaching management style. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the reason why I sort of changed is because using like an authoritative management style taught me that it's sort of like everyone just listens, but no one contributes. And mm -hmm. so Everyone was just sort of doing what I was saying, when I wanted, how I wanted, but they weren't collaborating. They weren't giving me feedback. And there's there's a, a huge con that comes along with that. So I sort of changed to more of a coaching and collaborative mm -hmm. management style because it allowed the team uh, to feel like they could contribute to ideas, be collaborative, talk about um, the pros and cons, things that were going right, things that were going wrong, things that they were comfortable with and things that they were not comfortable with. Um, and so that made like my management style a little bit different. And it actually made my life a little bit easier to change that style. I think when I talk to like younger managers, like I'm, I'm, you know, Gen X. So um, we were a bit more old school and the way we think and, and do things is a little bit, you know, different than the newer generation. And working with a lot of newer generations on our, our team, you also have to adapt to that, which is, you know, the I, I feel like management styles in general are going to have to change to the new the newer people that are coming into the workforce because they are different generations. So that's sort of my goal on that. And we can, we can elaborate and talk about yeah. that a little bit further yeah. and, and, you know, talking about management styles with different generations. I know there's yeah. a lot of topics out there about that, but, you know, obviously I wanted to ask you managing like a technical team, what the, how do you feel, what do you feel your management style is and what are, you know, the pros and cons that come along with that? And what are, what are the things that you feel you can do to, make that management style better and things like that. Yeah, when I think about management style, I think that it's not just one style that, you know, I, I'm using on a day-to-day -day basis or project-by-project -project basis. It all depends on the situation. I think it's more situational in the sense that at times you want, you know, your, your style to be democratic, so that it could be autocratic, so that it's going to be transformational, so that it's going to be a servant role, right? So it depends on... Um, you know, on what's happening. It also may determine, it also may depend on the team itself. As you know the team and as you understand the team and have um, faith in, in, in the team, then you can actually, you know, change, change your role to accommodate, um, you know, the dynamics of what is happening. So right. I, I would think that my, not my, you know, style of, of, of management has changed over the years. Uh, initially, you know, I was autocratic, uh, you, know, um, you know, this is a way, kind of proving things, right? You, you, you're a new manager. And, oh, authoritative, authoritative. Uh, yeah, right? authoritative, right. So, so I, think in, in, we, I think we've just hit something here. I think yes. we've hit the fact that when you're new to management, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You sort of take on that authoritative man- management. Yeah, because you want to say, you know, you know what you're doing and, you know, you're the person who runs the show, right? So, but as time goes, you realize that it doesn't quite work because you don't get the level of engagement, cooperation, and support from the team. And you realize this isn't working. What do I need to do to, to make it work? And I don't then you step now. back, you know, you, you kind of say, you know what? Probably I need to have a different approach, and that is where you you, you see that you have to change the, the your, your your style as you're moving through a project yeah. or you're, you're progressing through your career. What what do you think was like your aha moment when you realized I need to change the, my my style from you know being so authoritative to being more collaborative? What made you sort of realize that? Um, I believe I read a book. Um, and the book really, uh, really says, start out with why, right? I, I, it maybe, um, and uh, it, it, it dawned me that if I were to explain to somebody why we're doing this, right, you get actually more buying and support because they see what the benefits are and what and the what rewards would be. So having learned that, you know, start with the end in, in mind and work towards it, you know, and get the, the buy-in is pretty much what kind of changed the way you would want to approach something. The right. Why is very important. <laughs> and what was the, did you notice like uh, an effect or a change in the team when you started changing the way you manage them? Yeah, because pe- people now are able to, they feel that they have um, a say in the directions of, 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 of things. One of the things that I like to encourage now is that, you know, we should always be changing things, changing, continuous learning, right? You know, like for me, you know, I, I'm always reading, I'm always trying to work with some ideas, and I'm trying to inspire the team as well to be able to, you know, think about how can I make this thing better by doing a small incremental change right and if, if you if you do um support that and share that with the team then you get you get more buying as well right did you ever feel like you were getting pushback from the team um not necessarily pushback um because if if if, if someone understands you know why they're doing something you know what's the reason behind this then i think there's more buying uh if they disagree with it then it's more a matter of you know trying to um persuade them as to you know uh, what the objections are and to be able to to deal with them right but how do you go from being like authoritative manager to all of a sudden being like i want your input your input and i want you to collaborate like was the team confused? Uh, not really, because, you know, my personality is not really authoritative, right? But, you know, sometimes I try to be assertive, right? So I think for me, the right word have been more assertive um, in the earlier days, but then to kind of dial it back um, in order to get more participation. Right, right. So, you know, there are you know, management styles with different types of people. There's management styles with um, managers, other managers. There's uh, management styles with your teams, but there's also management styles with your clients, right? Do you think that the way to manage those three different areas is different? Uh, Well, well, the underlying principle remains the same. You've got to respect the person and, you know, uh, and be able to communicate with them. That stays the same. But then the uh, 
your objectives, you know, what you're trying to achieve, your value, the value you're trying to get from each group will be different. So that's what you'll be changing, just the values, you know, what, what's the end game for each uh, person or each group, and you, you try to satisfy, you know, that group, that organization. Right. And I mean, like you have so many different people that you're dealing with and different personalities. What happens if you come across a resource or, or a person who is just not not fitting in with whatever style it is that you're using or even a combination of styles? How do you overcome that? Well, first, I take a deep breath. <laughs> then I take five minutes to think about it and say, how how should I respond? <laughs> Right. And what is right? How do you respond? Well, in most cases, it's it's just sometimes um, one person not understanding the other person. Sometimes there are situations where two persons are actually saying the same thing, but they're arguing. Not right. And it's a matter of just trying to be able to listen and to try to be able to say, no, we're actually on the same side. We're actually saying the same thing. Right. But just that we're not listening. Sometimes you just have to slow the person down because, you know, there may be a reason why, you know, they are anxious about something and you just want to be able to, you know, have them feel relaxed and feel at ease to be able to to, 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 to um, carry on a, a, a discussion. And how do you think that, you know, stress or anxiety and all of those things have an effect on, on, on people and how you manage them. Oh, yeah. You know, especially now with the pandemic, it's something that, you know, is at the forefront of, you know, everyone's uh, discussion as to, you know, how do you uh, cope with, with, you know, with the realities where, you know, it's not only work, but there's life um, issues that are affecting decision and the whole temper, you know, temperament. Um, it's something you just have to be aware of and you have to be empathic, sympathetic about it and uh, be able to bear in mind that, you know, there are these external factors that before you would just dismiss are things that you have to be able to, you know, think about and, 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 and care about. So you've had to change your management style a little bit with having the whole team work from home and sort of like dealing with COVID-19. Uh, for sure, for sure. I mean, the, the, the thing though, although we want to keep productivity high, you have to realize that there are other factors as well, and you have to bear that in mind. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, you know, you're not, you shouldn't be doing your work, but it's just that you have to be a, a bit more understanding because it happens to all of us, right? Um, so one has to bear it in mind. However, if if it's really affecting the project, then you'd have to, you know, bring that up to say, you know, you know this is something that, um, needs to be discussed, um, you know, and on the flip side too, um, you have to praise a lot more than before, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> For encouragement to say, good job, you know, you know, a short of person that, you know, they're, they're, they're doing a, a good job, they're on the right track and um, try to build that level of um, communication or, or um, well, I wouldn't say trust, but let the person understand that, you know, you're there for them and you can help them if they need to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to to my other point about, you know, 
different generations. So, you know, Gen X is sort of, you know, between 1965 to 1979. Yeah. Then you have uh, millennials and then we have Gen Z. Uh, before that, we have baby boomers, right? Are you a baby boomer or a Gen X? <laughs> You're a Gen, um, X. Gen X like me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't give her. Any, I don't give her any secrets, so I'll just say yes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know about you, but like for me, working with Gen X is a lot easier than working with any other generation, and not because mm -hmm. there's anything wrong with other generations. No, no, not at all. It's just I feel like Gen X and even baby boomers were very familiar in the way mm -hmm. we sort of live our lives and. Yeah. In our thinking process and we are a little bit like workhorses right like we just work 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 right but the reality of the fact is that you know our generation is sort of you know you know eventually going to go into retirement and we're you know going to be in management positions as the newer generations come out so i found i did find like a huge difference when the millennials started c coming into the workforce um just managing their 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 character it was so unique and different just the way they think is is very unique and, and and different to to the way like gen x sort of is and just how we go about our everyday lives and then we have now gen z that is completely different than than millennials and of course gen x so how do you see you know like you're on a technical team and technical technical teams are changing all the mm -hmm. time and you know we have all i think we have all generations on our technical team yes. right now yes we do um and you know i know that when we first started bringing on like the, the the younger generations it was a bit of a challenge because we were used to managing people a certain way because they mm -hmm. were all pretty much gen x right so how do you think you're sort of and i know some of the new generations are even a little bit new for you and in, in our company but how do you think long term you're you know what are you going to have to do management wise to accommodate you know their way of thinking uh their lifestyles and, and things like that to make sure that you know they're being collaborative that they're, mm -hmm. they're they feel like they're part of the team and all of those things mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's not an easy thing to figure out. I don't think I have an answer to that. Uh, <laughs> but what I would say, though, is what I admire about it. So, uh, you know, as a tech person, you know, and we see the, the, the uh, transformation of tech, um, these are all really driven by the younger generation. So um, I'm really excited, you know, the fact that, you know, you can pick up your, you can actually speak in your watch, Dick Tracy, I probably did to myself. <laughs> But Nick Tracy watches actual reality right? right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is a reality, and it, I, 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 I'm really fascinated to see, you know, how someone can look at a problem that I've looked on for decades and find a different twist, a different solution to it, and innovate on it, right? And you know, I, I like that aspect of it. Um, but I, I think, you know, in terms of management, it's more um, about trying to uh, show the person or the, or the team that, you know, your ideas are something that um, are something that could be useful. We have to think about it. But, you know, there's values in actually coming up with ideas because, um, you know, that's how you are able to move ahead, innovate and uh, be more productive. So 
yeah. it's, it's more having them involved in, in the process um, and being able to provide guidelines and, um, you know, kind of a, 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 a preset road pathway to kind of rein in, you know, their enthusiasm and creativity. So you can actually harness it in some way. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I do also like I love technology, you know that. And yeah. I love like, I love sol solving everyday problems with technology. Yeah. And I think like we're at a day and age now where we are doing that more than we ever have in the past. Mm -hmm. And I do think that the, the newer generations have had a huge impact on that. I mean, like if you talk like to older generations and talk about like having, you know, people living on Mars or like, oh, you guys are crazy <laughs> about it. But if you actually talk to younger generations, they're like, yeah, why not? Yeah. They, mm -hmm. they're, they're just their thought process is, yeah. is very, very innovative. But I also find that like working with someone from those generations, like I do find that your management style sort of does have to change a little bit because yeah. mm -hmm. Just the way they even like you have to give them room to think, number yes. one, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which is something that you know older generations really don't do. Like, you yeah. know, like you talk about it, you, mm -hmm. you collaborate, and then you kind yeah. of go off and do it. I find like mm -hmm. a, a younger genera generations, you need to sort of give them a little bit of room to think, but you also need to give them room to feel like they have freedom to experiment. Yeah. And try something, mm -hmm. fail, try it again. They need to feel like a sense yes. of freedom in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Not, you that know, is, I, yes. I don't think, I, I don't think they like a nine to five job. You know what I mean? No. So, <laughs> you know, like as a manager, how do you adapt to that when you've been used to sort of working a certain way for like years and years and years? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you have this generation that comes along, and it's not just you know working nine to five. It's like they don't even believing they don't even believe not all, but some don't even believe that you have to work in an office every day, yeah. right? Yeah. And they're okay with that. Like I know now, yeah. the whole world is sort of working from home, but like me personally, I don't like working from home. I'd yeah. rather be in a collaborative environment mm -hmm. around people but you do we do have these newer generations that are a little bit more isolated they don't mind being alone they don't mind working from home you know 24 7 um so how do do we as a company yeah. adapt and change our management styles because you know this is something that you and i have already started experiencing and seeing mm -hmm. but like we actually have to think about the future and how we're yeah. going to like, adapt to, to this huge change right mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and and you know, interestingly, I think it was just yesterday I was thinking about this. We had a a situation at, at, at well, I would say at work, in the office, right? <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I thought about it to say that you know, had we been in the office, what would we have done? We'd have gone in boardroom, we'd have uh, get a whiteboard, and we would have start drawing things. And within half an hour, with the collaboration between four persons, we'd have had this solution. In, in a remote office now it doesn't quite work that way you know not that it can't have digital whiteboard but it's just that you know the collaboration would be a lot different so certain problems take, it will be harder to, to solve or take longer to solve but to the other point though um I, I think companies more will more have to figure out exactly how do we measure productivity right and how you know because if someone's if someone has to work um eight hours for the day and it's they, 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 for them they, they feel that 
they're a morning person and they want to get up, let's say, at 3 a.m., you know, and work after the last a bit later on, then, um, and if they get the work done, right, meaning that, you know, whatever is assigned, yeah. they got it done, then does it really matter? Um, the, the, on Apparently the flip not. side, though, yeah, yeah, on the flip side, though, is that the other staff members now would be uh, uh, available and therefore internal collaboration that doesn't happen because that person has finished their, 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 their shift or their work. So one has to really figure out um, how it can be done. I don't think it translates to every job or every industry, but um, if it's something that you know can be itemized into a task, you know, then it, it could work. Um, but it, it does remove, you know, the, the issue where, you know, you have to be around people, right? You know, because yeah. it, it, it does help, you know, the collaboration as well, a part of solving and your psyche as well, you know, your mental health. So, you know, those are things that one has to be mindful of, but, you know, the way things are now, it will change. You know. Well, you know, we're seeing a lot of the big tech companies and, you know, we can sort of stick to, you know, management style in, in the tech industry because that's the industry yeah. we know really well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're, we're starting to see um, these big companies, these big tech companies say, you know, we're, you know, we're going to allow our employees to work from home permanently. So, Remote only, yes, yes. Yes, I, I, well, I mm -hmm. mean, productivity must, must be up, but you're right, like mm -hmm. how... How do you measure productivity yeah. and how do you assure that, you know, and, and this has been like my biggest challenge of working mm -hmm. from home is like the collaboration, like collaboration yes. is not the same over it's, Zoom. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. There is something about sitting in a room together and talking, yes. which I mean, like me, you and Christine the other day, we had a, a management meeting for like an hour and it was over Zoom, but just getting together and, and talking, we we found out all these things and when we got to catch up and we, yeah. and we were having, we were throwing out ideas and at the end of it, we're like, oh, you know, this is this is so nice to be able mm -hmm. to still do this, right? Yeah. But I think it, in, in aside from, you know, all the Zooms out there, like if companies are going to, take on, you know, if tech companies are going to take on this role of allowing uh, staff to, to work from home permanently, which is, is great, you know, how do they continue to make sure that the collaboration is working and that mm -hmm. it's still at the same level? Meaning, you know, you can, you can collaborate with your teams within home, but is the quality of the collaboration still the same? Yeah, and I think that's a problem that, you know, uh, is being thought through now, but um, I'd like to <laughs> figure out, you know, you know, how companies are actually doing that because it, it is an issue um, because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the, the company is there to provide uh, value to the, the customers, value to their the employees, and um, it has to, it has to, it comes down to the productivity of, you know, the whole organization. So it's interesting uh, issue, you know, I've been thinking about it, you know, I've been reading about it, but I still haven't really put my finger as to, you know, how it can be implemented. <laughs> I I personally think that obviously this is going to be a huge pivot for yeah. most companies. You know, mm -hmm. every time I think about the word pivot, I think about technology and using that technology and changing yes. it into something yeah. better. 
But, you know, it, when I really think about this whole collaborative and management style process, I do see it as, as a pivot where it's like, okay, we've been doing things this way for the last 100 years, let's say. And yeah. now all of a sudden industry has changed because of a pandemic. And, you know, we sort of need to change how companies work, function, collaborate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people... We, we've now proven that people can work from home. Yay, great yeah. for that. Right? <laughs> and then, you know, there are all those other things. So I think um, HR departments in these big tech companies are probably, and or if they're not already doing it, um, instead of focusing on, you know, benefits to offer to employees, they're probably, mm-hmm. you know, getting together and thinking about how do, how do we change our, our, our company culture to adapt mm-hmm working from home i mean like if you look at like google for example in silicon valley they have like these massive offices with laundry built in and restaurants and that whole environment is based on having employees in in the office like they have sleeping beds so people can 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 take naps like great Mm -hmm. great environment but it's based on a person physically being there Mm -hmm. this changes everything right and and the way you manage those people is by having them physically be present, Mm -hmm. right? So back to our management style conversation, which is what we're talking about today. um, You know, like I, I think that management, managing people who are not present and you can't offer all of these good Mm -hmm. things to like, you can take a nap and you can go to the cafeteria where they're just isolated at home. It's going to be a completely different management style for a couple of reasons. So first of all, they're stuck at home from, you know, all day, maybe in the summer. I mean, in Canada, in the winter, we all sort of stay in, but, you know, maybe at five o'clock they check out or they have their own work schedule, et cetera. But it doesn't take away from the fact that they're sort of going to be stuck at home all day in their own environment. There's nothing being offered to them in that environment. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're isolated, right? They're not they're not physically being present with other people like, you know, they're on zoom and they're on their phones, but it, you know, there's going that human interaction mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. be lacking because you're just talking to a screen and that's not mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I think management styles for the future because of this whole pandemic overall, I think it's definitely going uh, to change. And we just have a comment here. Uh, what is your prediction for management uh, for managing the Gen Z generation that is coming into the workforce? That's a really good question. I mean, okay. So if you look at social media right now, Gen Z is sort of like been labeled as the canceling generation. So I'm a little scared because I feel like if you manage them wrong or you do something wrong, they're going to cancel you. But <laughs> <laughs> With that aside, to a point that you made, Rockstroy, I think that Gen Z are the reason why they're sort of called the canceling generation is because they're so aware. Mm-hmm. of everything that's happening around them because they're growing up with, you know, millennials grew up with like Facebook. Gen Z is growing up with Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, all of all yeah. of these other things. So the exposure that they have had in their lives is like a hundred times more than what you and I were exposed to. And they're they're actually a lot more knowledgeable. They they know what's happening around the world, mm-hmm. right? 
So, you know, what do I predict for managing Gen Z is, you know, being able to keep up with them. Mm-hmm. They are extremely smart. They are educated and they have a lot of knowledge. Not not to say that, you know, they can't benefit from a, a, a millennial manager or a Gen X. I think we can all learn from each other. But, you know, if I was to bring on a, a Gen Z to work with me directly today, I know for a fact that I would have to change my my management style to be more adapting to that person because I, I we, we all know, you know, I have nieces and nephews that are that are generation and I talk to them and I try, I try to have in-depth conversation with my 16-year-old niece and I'm just like, like just process <laughs> is so different, very advanced if you think about it, but just so different. Well, I was going to read another comment that we have here. Uh, one wonders if maybe the shift in management goes from work based to mm-hmm. objective based. Yeah. More mm-hmm. like managing external contractors. You give them a task and a timeline and they either deliver or not. I get what you're saying. But then, but then they're not people that you collaborate with, right? They're just, they're just like a, a contractor that you assign a task to, they do it, they deliver it, done. They're not going to contribute to mm-hmm. like, so you assign them a task um, and, you, and, you, and, you, and you give them, you know, the documentation on what this task is. They're just going to do what's on that documentation. Are they going to collaborate and and build on that documentation and ask questions i don't know what do you think Mm -hmm. yeah the the thing though is what makes things work in an organization is that i'm doing something because i know it helps the organization but more importantly it helps my team member right so if you're going to be task-based it matter of those get it done you know at a minimum requirement but then if you were to go back to it you know a year later or someone picks it up they're lost so we have to have that level of collaboration and care um, in order for it to be a smooth transition. Yeah, and I mean, we do have some experience with remote work. We we have a entire development team in Eastern Europe that is a converged uh, technical team. And, you know, lucky for us that their time zone is very close to us. So we do get to spend a lot of time with them. And I do travel out there to spend time with them and sort of get to know them. And we talk to them every day. But again, like we're not just assigning them tasks. We're also trying to build relationships with them Mm -hmm. at the same time. So there's a huge difference, you know, like I I do, I, I do strongly feel that relationship building um, is going to contribute to collaboration and, you know, just, just knowing the person that you're, you're working with alongside a, a little bit helps get you to a comfort level where you can say something. I mean, I wouldn't want to work or manage people that are just task-based. I, mm-hmm. I like, would you? Uh, no, I, I, they should be human. They should laugh and smile. <laughs> So does that right. mean you're a non-human non-hum- humanized no. child? <laughs> I hope nobody quotes me on that. Non-humanized. <laughs> well, it's it's a, it's a tough like it's sort of hard to 
picture what the future is going to be. I mean, obviously we have management styles in, in place. And I, like I said before, there, there, a lot of it is based on the manager and their personality, but we are, we are at least at the end of this conversation, yeah. we have come to the conclusion that we are aware that you have to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the most important thing is that we're aware of it and we're actually looking to see how can we uh, adapt and adopt certain uh, mechanism or, or processes in order to improve on it? And yeah, and yeah, and that's what we're doing. And I think that's a, the best thing you can. You can't say you know you know and do anything. You 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 don't know what to do. You have to think about it and you know try at least to make a change. Yeah, I mean, you you have kids. You you sort of know how to deal with those younger generations as well. But you know, on the op opposite side they have to deal with us us oh, no. <laughs> and you know that's probably a challenge for them as well right because here we are dealing with a generation that's been exposed to so much information and they can do so much i know i know way too many people that have like full-time jobs and then they have you know jobs that they do on the side that are like podcasts mm -hmm. and they sell stuff online and yeah. they have all these like online businesses and I'm like how do you do it and how do you have the time but they use technology to the best of their ability yeah. like they really know how to how to you know focus on that um yeah. but you know I'm sure you know we should have one of our younger team members come on our chat <laughs> and um, talk about what their experience is like. You know, going into into the workforce and being managed by an older generation. I mean, this conversation we were supposed to talk about management style, and then we are we've sort of stayed on topic, but we've also sort of gone over to you know managing people in in different generations and and mm -hmm. you know. Um, we mostly talked about age difference. We didn't even talk about cultural, because that's another thing, right? Yeah. Managing people that are from different cultural backgrounds. Uh, I mean, that is one of the toughest things I've ever had to do, right? Like managing people that come from other countries that have different cultures, they speak different, they, they, um, they respond differently. Like it's, you sort of like have to really figure out who this person is, what makes them tick, why they respond the way they do. And then like when you really pay attention and, and finally figure it out, you realize that, you know, they're thinking the exact same thing you're thinking. They're just, their reaction is different because they're mm -hmm. just, that's just, it's, it, it could be a cultural thing, right? So there's so much. I didn't even realize that this topic had way more layers to it. I'm realizing <laughs> now as we're talking. But this was a good chat. Thank you for 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 coming on and taking the time to to talk to me about it. I hope we can have you on again. For those listening, I had to like pull teeth to get Ross on this. <laughs> but um, it was a good conversation. I I hope we can elaborate on it. I actually think I would love to have you know someone a little bit younger to sort of give us their um, you know perspective on 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 this whole topic of of managing and i'm even i'm even curious to find out you know how they think that they would manage people and how if they became a manager to an older generation how they would manage them that would be a nice topic mm. So thank you for, for coming thank on. Thank you for Rob. having me. <laughs> uh, for those that jumped on and, and you heard us, thank you for joining us. I hope you all enjoy a wonderful Friday and a good weekend. It's raining in Toronto today, but hopefully we'll have some more sunshine. Spring is just around the corner. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Between Two Servers. You can find us over on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. The links are in the description of this podcast. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to Between Two Servers, and we'll catch you next time.